Hey everyone, uh, welcome everyone. Uh, it's Walk on Water Wednesday and this is our first broadcast for the last month. Our topic for today is how to finish strong. Dare to finish strong. I'm going to be daring you guys to finish strong and I'm going to be sharing with you how to actually make sure we finish strong. It's an important month. It's an important year. It's the last year of this particular decade. So clearly that means that it's important that we pay attention. We cannot allow this month to just, you know, come and go as we were um, without our being as uh, focused, without us being deliberate about it and without, in a sense, capturing the moment. And, you know, what we do and how we end this month will, to a very large extent, determine how we step into 2020. And honestly, I don't know about you, but I'm particularly excited about the year 2020 and the decade that 2020 is going to bring in. It is going to be a phenomenal decade, right? And that same sense of expectation and excitement should you is what i need us to capture this evening we want to bottle it and we want to use it to step into 2020 so as much as i'm talking about finishing strong i am really um focusing on as it were starting strong okay and building strong so dare to finish strong is our theme for today and i have a particular number that we must get to on instagram on uh, the inspired women of what and then i will really really jump into it now uh before i go on i just want to share uh, a word from the scripture uh because this is one of the anchor words that i think is very important for us to pay attention to and it's in philippians chapter 1 verse 6 it says i know for a fact that everything that god starts he finishes God has not yet finished with us just because a year is coming to an end, okay? Every single one of us has a life, script, a life script, as it were. And the end of that script, I want you to know that the end of the script is victorious. Like the end of your life, the end of this year, the end of 2020, the end of every single day and every single week, every single month of your life already has an end okay i like another word in the scripture that says it is finished now for me it is finished is such a victorious statement now when i think about it in relation to 2019 and you know when i think of the sentence or the or the or, or the words it is finished it is finished has a finality to it but that finality also carries certain things within it and it's success it's victory Okay, and that should really excite us. So when this, this year and this decade comes to an end, we should recognize that it is finished. So everything that is meant to happen in this year, everything that you're meant to get, do, be in this year and in this decade that is passing will have been finished. Do you know what that means also? It also means that there will be no regret. So if on the 31st of this year, you look back and there are certain things that are not within your grasp or in your hands. Understand that it is still finished. And in that being finished, whatever you have in your hand, wherever you are, you are, however you are, it is finished. It is complete. It is blessed. It is whole. Where you are is where you are meant to be because there is a storyline and there is a script. Okay. 
So I want you to understand that everything that God starts has a finish. And that finish is always victorious. And I'm going to explain to you why that finish is victorious and some of the things that you need to do and the lenses that you need to put on to ensure that you see the same thing that I'm trying to share with you. Okay? I need you to know that unless it is successful, understand that it is not yet God's finish point. If it's not victorious, it's not God's finish point. When he says it is finished, understand that it is truly finished. So when this year comes to an end, when this decade comes to an end, understand that it will be finished in absolute completion, in success, in victory. So therefore, you have to stand in faith and you have to basically understand that what has been started is what is coming to an end and it was already predestined. So I'll give you an example. If you have a business project, if you have an idea, you will bring it to completion. Wherever you stop, that is the completion. And it's important to recognize that because when you come to that end of this year, you will need to celebrate, you will need to give thanks, you will need to basically understand that this is the finish point. And this finish point, much as it's not the it's eternity, it means you still then have an opportunity. I'll break that down a little bit more for you. But in laying this foundation, I want you to know and settle something in your mind today that God is a finisher. And if he created you, whatever you started, whatever you, is, is in your hands will come to absolute, perfect, successful completion. Now, with that in mind, if you truly believe that, what would you do differently? How would you move tomorrow if you were to step out? Okay, I want to share another scripture with you. It's, it's in Ecclesiastes chapter 7, verse 8. It says, better is the end of a thing than its beginning. Better is the end of a thing than its beginning. Okay, and it goes on to say that the patient in spirit is better than the proud in spirit. Now, the patient in spirit is the person who understands that victory and success is an unfolding process. And that the end of a year and the end of a month and the end of a week is only but a part of the finishing point. So if you understand that and therefore you have patience, you will then run your race with endurance. You will run it with perseverance. You will run it with expectation. You will run it with a sense of delight. You will run it with a sense of joy because you know that all you are required to do is to step out, give it your best Okay, embrace that which God is doing with you, in you. And once you're doing your part, it will be finished. God is a finisher. I'm going to keep saying that throughout this broadcast. Okay, now the end of a thing is better because at the end of a thing, it gives you an opportunity to then review all your lessons and your blessings. Okay, it gives you an opportunity to taste stock and to acknowledge how far you've come and to pay attention to what needs adjusting. That's why it says the end of a thing is better than its beginning. Because now, you know how they say 2020 is always better, um, hindsight is always 2020, right? Yes, because hindsight gives you the rear view, okay? And by now, everything has happened. And when you look back, you now have the benefit of hindsight. And you look back, and you see all that God is doing. But if you look back with the eyes of a, of, 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 of a calendar timing, you will always be discouraged. You have to look back with the eyes of eternity. 
You have to look back with the eyes that God is a finisher and whatever he starts, he finishes. And that the end of the thing will always be better than the beginning. Because guess what? God's end is always perfect. Most times we're looking at things in the eyes of our physical, you know, we're making this physical judgments and all of that stuff, okay? I, I'm, I'm going to be sharing, actually, I was meant to do this broadcast in the morning and it was meant to be like a devotional. So I want to take away, you know, deal with this devotional part because it really lays the foundation for everything else that we're going to do. Um, we're going to do a bit of an exercise, okay? But I want to really share the scriptures because they've really helped me over the years to embrace all the frenzy that happens usually at the end of the year. People start feeling disappointed, start feeling discouraged and all of that. And it's because of the way in which they're measuring the things that they're doing, okay? So Psalm 90 verse 12 says, teach us to number our days. Teach us to number our days. And he goes on to say that we may gain a heart of understanding. The way I interpret it is that it says, teach us to measure our days and our successes meaningfully in the light of God's interpretation of success, not based on human wisdom. God's ways are not our ways. His thoughts are not our thoughts. Our calculations are not his calculations. The same God says that, you know, 1,000 years are like, boom, just like that, just like a day. It's like you wake up and it's 1,000 years. And in a sense, when you come to the end of this decade, think about it. A decade is 10 years. 10 years seems like gone, just like that. Now imagine that with God, not 10 years, not 100 years, 1,000 years is like nothing to him. But guess what? Do you know if you were to reverse that, it means that just like that, in the twinkle of an eye, God can change everything. And you know why that's important? It's important because at the end of this year, I want you to have a sense of wonder. I want you to have a sense of expectation. I want you to understand that because the race is not to the swift. It, it's not about how hard you've run. It's not about how massive your goals have been. But the grace of God is able to enable you to finish strong. The grace of God can give you such speed and alacrity and change everything so that at the end of this year, you can accomplish between now, the 4th of December to the 31st of December, you can accomplish so much more just like that. I want you that as you embrace the rest of this year and as we begin to envisage and envision 2020, start to think about the fact that the race is not to the swift, but that the race is a grace race and that the God who graces us, he's able to turn things around just like that. One minute you're wondering, where did this whole year go? Where did this whole decade go? I've not met up with all my goals. The next minute, just because you have this sense of expectation, you have this sense of wonder, you have this confidence, okay, that anything quite literally can happen and God just changes things like that. In addition, what that uh, verse refers to is also the fact that the way that we judge time is not the way God judges it. You judge in terms of calendar times. God judges in terms of seasons. And God is able to shift seasons. He's able to shift your life. He's able to shift circumstances. God does not operate within the boxes that we have created. 30 days in the calendar month, 31 days, 12 months, all of that. That's for our own human mind. In God's mind, he has eternity. 
eternity, you stretch your hand as far as you can go, you still cannot get to eternity. Our minds, our human minds cannot contemplate eternity. Therefore, we've been given boxes of months and weeks and years. But as much as we're within those boxes, we should not allow our minds, as it were, limit us within those boxes. We have to see and interpret success and our measurements of our businesses. Let me tell you guys, when I started looking at our business from the perspective of, as it were, God's finishing eyes, the fact that God is a finisher, that what he starts, he finishes, and that his own timing, he, God is not, you know, in December thinking, oh my goodness, we're going to do uh, a, a monthly assessment. Oh my goodness, at the end of this year, you know, what have I accomplished? God is more interested in your sense of meaning, your purpose, you are accomplishing his, his divine will for your life, okay? And there are times where you may not have accomplished your financial goals, but you have grown in another area. Therefore, teach us to number our days is a mindset that you must have in this season so that you can measure your success, your days, the rest of these days that you can assess this year with, with divine wisdom, not with human wisdom. Our successes should be calculated in light of eternal values against divine timing and God's purpose for us. We have to learn to calculate with a spiritual calculator. Okay? Let me tell you something. When I learned to start calculating my successes at the end of the year with a spiritual calculator, my life dramatically changed. My joy level significantly improved. You will always come out on top as long as you are in God's will. That is the most important measurement. When you are in God's will, you are always a finisher. When you are in God's will, you will always finish strong. So it's very important that we take on a spiritual calculator and assess ourselves from a divine perspective. Very important. I'll give you an example. Oh, I set a target. I want to be able to generate $10 million, for example. Well, guess what? It's December and I didn't generate $4 million. I didn't generate, heck, $3 million, right? But guess what? Perhaps in this year, not this is not even perhaps, this year, when you start assessing, what are some of the things that you have accomplished? And that's why it's so important. I must talk about the No Nonsense Goals uh, workbook. And we're going to go through a couple of, um, one or two of the exercises if we have time. Okay, it's important to then be deliberate, okay, to ask yourself certain questions so that you're not only focused on, you know, essentially think about your life as having different boxes. You have your spiritual box, you have your relationship box, you have your financial box, you have your physical box, you have your, um, did I mention relationship? There are many, your personal development. You may see that in the personal development side, you've grown significantly. In fact, some opportunities and some things that happened or that you undertook, you, could, you look back and you're like, oh my goodness, how did I do that? There's some challenges that came your way and you took them on and you look back and you thought, wow, I was really resilient in this situation. I did not give up. I am proud of myself. Okay. In the middle of your difficulties, you may have gone back to school. You may have undertaken a project. You may have been juggling multiple balls and in there you're, you're being stretched and you're growing. Your character is growing. How do you measure the development of your character? We don't measure it. And that's the problem. We don't measure our personal growth, and that's the problem. Do you measure your joy level? 
The joy of the Lord is our strength. If you look back this last year, can you document how many times you were in a state of intense joy? Most people don't assess that. Most people want to assess how many sales they made. And sales are important because money answereth all things. But I can put it to you that without joy, it is difficult to attract wealth, to create wealth. It is difficult for you to be creative when you see opportunities because guess what? You are not paying attention to your joy level. So most times, a lot of us are in this, what, you know, the world we now refer to as a hustle mentality. We're grinding because most times we're measuring our success based on the grind. And the grind is always about the money. It's about the cars. It's about the house. It's about those things that we can touch. Well, guess what? The intangible things are just as important and I dare say even more so important. That's why, for example, when I do the No Nonsense Goals um, you know, uh, workshop, or if you have the workbook, it says be more, do more, have more. It is to the extent that you become, it is to the extent that you develop your inner person, it is to the extent that you develop yourself, you know, all across board, your internal configuration, your mindset, your emotional mastery, and all of those things. It is to that extent that you can then do more. So at the end of the year, you should be asking yourself, did I become more? Did I develop my spiritual muscles? Did I develop my joy quotient? Did I, did I enjoy the year? Was I kind towards people? Was I generous? Was I resilient or did I give up? Right? There's a scripture that I love very much. I say something along the lines of, um, you know, if you faint in the day of adversity, your strength is little. I like the version that says, if you faint in the day of adversity, perhaps you had no strength at all. Perhaps you had no vision. Perhaps you had no internal configuration. And remember, our topic is dare to finish strong. So part of what I'm doing this evening is to challenge you to, to as it were, reflect on these questions. Dare to finish strong. My question to you is, what is your internal configuration like? What is your mindset like as you come to the end of the year? How are you viewing things? How are you calculating things? Are you getting the sense of desperation, the sense of panic, anxiety, because you're looking at all these human measurements? Or have you developed your mental and emotional mastery to the level that you're able to look through the lenses of the same lenses that God uses to judge, okay? The second thing that I think is very important, okay, for you to pay attention to, the first one was measure your days and success meaningfully. Measure them in the light of God's interpretation of success, not just the human interpretations. And those human interpretations are, are important. If you run a business, if you work for a company, you know, they will measure your performance, okay? Because what doesn't get measured doesn't get done and doesn't improve, okay? So we have to measure our performance. But what I'm saying to you is do not panic. Do not be like those who have no understanding because according to them, they're, as it were, focusing on, oh, you know, I set a goal to make this money. I set a goal to build this business. I set a goal to go here, do this, all of that stuff. Okay? Don't panic. Use God's spiritual calculator to assess your success and you will always come up on top. The second thing I want us to pay attention to is that we have to set aside the weight. 
we have to set aside as we come to the end of this year and as we get ready to launch into a, a what did I call it, Phenomongous 2020, which is another way to say a, 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 a decade that is a mega decade, okay? You have to start right now decluttering. You have to learn to set aside the weights, okay? Declutter. I have a very good friend of mine and sister who is here. I'm going to ask her to remind me of the scripture that refers to, you know, um, dropping the weight and letting go of all of those things. If you pull up the scripture for me and just, you know, sort of read it out there. I'm going to interpret it in the practical terms, okay? Set aside the weights. It is time to declutter. It is time to drop. It is time to decide. It is time to do. It is time to defer. Set aside the weight. It's time to declutter. We drop, we decide, we defer, and we do. And I'm going to take you through a couple of the things that you're going to have to use these, um, you know, tools, as it were, to, um, to address. The first one is that you have to drop old burdens. You have to drop guilt. You have to drop old mindsets. You have to drop relationships. Even in the in the in the go, uh, uh, the no nonsense workbook, there's a there's an exercise that asks you about the relationships that um, were beneficial to you. That's why it's important that at the end of the year you spend time reviewing. Remember what I said at the beginning that it's an opportunity. The end of the year is an opportunity for you to review things. Okay, so it asks you. What are the relationships that have been beneficial to you? You make a note of those. What are the relationships that have stressed you out? Because the truth is, there are certain relationships that have run its course. Nothing wrong with the people, nothing wrong with you, but it's either they're toxic or they're not adding value, they're not, they're not um, multiplying, they're dividing you and taking away from you. Okay? Is it, uh, do you want to help me pull it up, please? Okay? So you have to drop the old mindset, you have to drop old burdens, and you have to drop the relationships that are not empowering, relationships that are pulling you apart. And another thing you have to drop is you have to drop unbelief. You have to drop unbelief. You have to drop anxiety. You have to drop that sense of, of, of you know, overwhelm, of feeling like you have to do everything. Let me give you an example. Okay, you have to drop perfection. This is the one that my friend, Lady J, um, told me this evening. I asked her, I said, what are some of the things, you know? She said to me, perfection. So I, I do apologize for um, deferring this, but here's the thing, because I want to finish strong, I'm learning to fight the biggest battles, to know which battles to fight and how to prioritize and to determine what is critical. Is it the time that I do this or the fact that I actually do it? And I determined in the scheme of things that ultimately, as long as I do it, that's what's most important. And so when it started being a source of stress, this morning at 9 a.m., I couldn't do this broadcast. 5.30, I was doing everything that I could to get back to my hotel so I could do the broadcast at 5.30. And at 5.30, I saw that it wasn't feasible. And instead of stressing, getting anxious, and getting feeling overwhelmed, I just said to my friend, Lady J, I said, please do a quick recording. Let me apologize and reschedule this. And that's called deferring. You have to learn to defer in order for you to finish strong. There's no sense trying to be a superwoman. You want to be that person that, oh, when she said she was coming at 5.30, she came at 5.30. Well, guess what? 
In eternity, in 10 years, in five years, in two years, in two months, it won't matter to you what time I came on. What will matter is what you learned this evening. Does that make sense? So you have to learn what you need to defer. And then you have to make certain decisions. You have to be decisive in this month of December. As we come to the end of the year, there are certain critical decisions. There are many of us, many of you, there are many things, many areas of your lives, whether it's your business, your relationship, there are certain decisions that you need to make that until you make it, what you have is essentially you have an incomplete box. And that incomplete box is like, think about a computer. When it is loaded, when so many files are opening, are open you have 1000 files open at the same time and you're not making if you're not using them shut them down there are certain things that you need to decide to shut down okay in this season there are certain things you must not carry into the new decade into the new year okay you have to make a decision to drop certain things okay and then you have to make a decision to do certain things and here's the thing i'm just going to go through some of the key areas where it's important that you make certain decisions. Let's see if I can pull that up. Okay, before I do that, I, I want you to just make a note of this exercise when it comes to dump, okay? Um, there's certain things that you need to dump, drop, okay? I want you to make a, a note of five experiences, five attitudes that you want to drop in 2019. You don't need to wait until the 31st. Do it now. Okay? So, as I said, you set aside the weights. You start the decluttering process now. You want to be able to fly in 2020. So, you declutter. You drop. You decide. You do. You defer. You dump. Okay? You're going to dump regret. You're going to dump perfection. You're going to dump fear. You're going to dump hatred. You're going to dump complaining. You're going to dump grumbling. Okay? And you're going to dump anything that is not empowering you to finish strong, as it were. So I want you to make a, a, a note of five attitudes that you want to leave behind. Five attitudes or perspectives that have not served you well in the past. I just gave you an example. Okay? I want to do this broadcast and I want to do it at 5.30. Well, guess what? I couldn't do it at 5.30. I'm not going to kill myself. The most important thing is that I do it. It's the content that matters, okay? Not the time that I do it. I would make every effort to do it at that time, but if I'm not able to do it, then, especially at this end of the month where there's so many things happening, you have to learn, as it were, to prioritize, to start decluttering. And in doing that, you have to make certain key decisions, Okay, you need to drop the quest for perfection in your life, in your business, and whatever it is that you are doing. Um, what was that that I was um, looking for? Then one of the questions in the No Nonsense Goals Workbook says, what three relationships were least beneficial or unsatisfactory to you in this last year? Listen, this morning, I actually did an exercise on the relationships that have been least beneficial to me in this last year. But also, I did an exercise on the top 10 relationships that have been most beneficial to me in this last decade. I did this year. I've been working. I'm, I've basically been on a, a sort of personal retreat. I've been working on essentially reviewing, not just this year, but this decade. And it takes time. You have to invest in, as it were, working on this. I want you to make a note of that so that your list of your least beneficial relationships 
you have to decide to, as it were, drop them or set them aside, especially the toxic ones. When I say least beneficial, it's not who gives you something. It's not who, as it were, just a question of who adds value, but who actually takes away from you actively, who actually divides you, who actually toxifies your environment. Some people, when you're going to meet them or you're going to interact with them, you actually start getting panic attacks. You need to pay attention to those things, okay? And those people, you cannot go into 2020 with them. You cannot go into a new decade with them. Set aside the weight. It is time to declutter. Let's move on very quickly. I think that that point was quite, um, was made. I was going to read that, um, the back of scripture, your password. <laughs> okay. If you want to finish strong, guys, you have to get the currency that is available to everybody else. And it is the currency of belief. It is the currency of expectation. It is the currency of faith. Okay. Uh, she's just pulled up the scripture for me. So let me just read that when I was talking about setting aside the weight and why you must declutter as we come to the end of this year. It's in Hebrews um, uh, chapter 12, verse 1. It says, therefore, since we are surrounded by such a huge crowd of witnesses to the life of faith, let us strip off every weight that slows us down especially the scene that so easily trips us up and let us run with endurance the race that God has set for us. Let us run with endurance. But before you can run, you cannot run with weight. Imagine if I carry this lamp on my shoulder, I wouldn't be able to run, right? If I carry this lamp, let me not, right? I would not be able to run my race, okay? If I was to carry this table and a lot of us are carrying lamps, some of us are carrying cars even. Some of us are carrying houses on our shoulders. <laughs> and we want to finish strong. Not only will you not finish strong, you cannot start 2020 with the speed that it requires. Okay? And we have to keep our eyes on Jesus who initiates, who is the starter and the finisher. He is the author and the finisher. He's the alpha and the omega. He knows the beginning. He knows the end. So why are you worried? Why are you stressed out? Yes, where you are right now is not perfect, but you have an author who started everything about you from when you were placed into this year. When you were placed into January, he knew you would be in December. He knew where you would be in December, right? So if, you, if he knew that, what is then the cause of your anxiety? Yes, we don't have everything that we need in our hands. Yes, we still have things. Make a note of the things that you have unfinished. Create your incomplete lists. Okay, and then start working on them one at a time. But work on them from the mindset of eternity. What do I mean by that? Understand that God does not calculate according to the calendar month. And that in itself lifts up, lifts off a heavy burden. Let's move on. Faith is a currency that will help you finish strong. Listen, for me, this month, does this year, does not have enough time to accomplish some of the mega things that I would like to accomplish. Does not have enough, enough nights, enough days, enough hours, enough minutes, okay, for certain things to happen. That's where your faith comes into gear, okay? That sense of expectation, that sense of believing that anything can happen. Listen, it's never too late with God. Don't close your books. This is not the time to close your books. 
even if you're like me, you're coming to the sense in a sense to, you know, a season where you're kind of beginning to wind things down. We never wind things down. It's like people who say they're going to retirement. For as long as you're breathing, you cannot go into retirement in the real sense of the word. For as long as you're breathing, there's a purpose to you. There's an opportunity to every breath that you breathe. Okay. And literally your life can change the course of affairs for a nation, for a family, for a city, for a business and all of that stuff. So what am I saying? I'm saying have a sense of expectation. It is not over yet. The finisher is still at work in your life. Do not close your books. God is not yet done with you. Even when you start wrapping things up towards the 20th or the 18th or the 19th or whatever it is, okay? Keep your eyes open. Keep your senses open. Supernatural doors are going to open. Some of you are going to be stepping into 2020 with like, you know, like when my son came about nine years ago, he came into the world with his hands like this, like he's, you know, I still, when I see that picture, it still fills me with a sense of awe. This is how you're going to go into 2020. You're not going to go clenched like this, stressed out, you know, and overwhelmed. You're going to go like this, like your hands, like literally stretch out your hands right now. And just imagine that you are, your hands stretched out represent expectation. Your hands stretched out represent opportunities that are still coming. Your hands stretched out means that anything can happen and things will happen. Listen, in the last few days, you know, the sort of miracles that I have seen, you know, some things that seem like we were going to go into 2020 with them, some situations in relationships, you know, in, in, in our family life, in, 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 in even business, and the way things just turned around, he's a God of awesome wonders. And he's going to do things that will tingle your ears, things that will cause you to realize that it is not about the number of days in the year, but it's about the measure of grace that God has, that he has planned for you. Okay? So never say never, never say it's over, never say, oh, the year has ended there. You must seize every moment. You must look out for opportunities for growth. You must look out for opportunities to connect with people. You must be doing new things. It is okay to start a new project now. Don't wait for January. Don't be like people who say, oh, January is a slow month. Oh, December is slow. Things start winding down. Uh-uh. If you are, again, remember what I said, using your spiritual calculator? Spiritual calculator, we work in times and seasons. Listen, guys. I entered 2020 in October. I'm not waiting for January to be in 2020 because 2020 is a position. It is a position in the spirit. Okay. So while your body physically is in 2019, you are already in a new decade. And what that represents, it just means that you have this state of expectation. You have this confidence in the finisher, the finisher who's going to finish this year because it's not by your power. It's not by your mind. Okay. Um, I'm going to move on to the next thing that I want you to do. So in light of you, as it were, embracing your faith currency, once you then do that and you have that posture, here's what you now do. You do this. This is me now selling my market. If you don't have this book, sorry for you. <laughs> you know, we're doing an absolute combo that is just incredible. I'm offering this workbook. I'm offering it with the Radiant um, Life devotional and also a beautiful candle that is called Create and just to set the mood because guess what? Remember when I said that I'm in 2020 and you can also be in 2020? It starts here. 
and then write the vision. Make it plain so that you can see it and you can run. Because guess what? There'll be days you cannot remember your vision. There'll be days where trouble will be so much that your eyes, your eyesight and your spirit will be so cluttered that you will not remember your, your vision. That's why you needed to have written it down. That's why for me, even the pen, even the notepad, what I used to write is so important because, because your dreams are so valid. Your desires are given to you by God. If God is putting in your heart to, to start a school, if he's putting in your heart to start a course, a program, whatever it is that God has placed in your heart, it is, it is weighty enough. It is worthy of capturing. That's why many years ago, about five years ago, I started putting down the questions that I used to do my life and annual reviews. And that's what then became this, um, this no-nonsense um, um, you know, workbook. And over the years, I've sort of expanded it to cover your financial, your life, your spiritual, your physical, even your enjoyment goals. You know, Some people call me the radiant queen and I call myself the radiant queen and I'm looking to spread radiance, right? But what is this radiance? It started when I started capturing my dreams, my dreams of running a business, making sure it's profitable, being passionate about life, being passionate about people, being purposeful about what I do. But then also, I started making goals around enjoyment. What does enjoyment look for like you? You know, God does not want us to be so hardworking that we die trying. You should, you should be, you should, you should, you should strive or, you know, there's a way that I say it, you know, you should be thriving, trying. Okay. Not die trying. You thrive trying. Okay. Which means that you must schedule in enjoyment of the works of your hands. It's very important. That's why you find people, a lot of people, they are wrinkled before they are old. They always look so intense, almost like they're carrying the weight of the world on their shoulders. That's not God's intention. Jesus already died. He finished that matter. You have no business in that matter. Yours is to enjoy the process of the victory that he has already given to you. Okay? So what I'm then saying to you is that once you've taken on your faith currency, the next thing you have to do is design 2020. And listen, once again, what did I say 2020 is? A phenomongous year. Literally, it's a mega decade. It is a new era. It is exciting. I want to deposit something in your spirit that makes you so excited about 2020 that your excitement quite literally takes you over the line tonight, tomorrow. Because you start seeing it and imagining the changes. Remember the things you would have decluttered, you would have dropped, you would have decided that you want to take in. You have to be deliberate. Okay? Now, you then unleash your dreams. In 2020, for 2020, for the decade that is coming, you cannot just set anyhow goals. You have to set what I call faith goals. What I call no-nonsense goals. Okay? Next year, next decade is going to be better than this past decade. Next year is going to be better than this past year. Okay? Why? Because the path of the righteous shines brighter and brighter and brighter and brighter. Things just get, start, keep getting better and better and better. And so you have to learn the language. And then you have to take that language and use it to capture your dreams. You, and then you convert them to goals, okay? And then you are now ready, as it were, for 2020. Now, talking about goals, 
I want to share some key principles that are very important for you to start thinking about as we wrap up this year. Because this December is the best time to start reviewing all that has come. The first thing that I want you to do is that I want you to generate a list of your top 10 lessons learned in 2019. Lessons. The second thing I want you to do is I want you to generate a list of the top 10 blessings. Because so many people major on the lessons. They don't even call it lessons. They call it failures. They call it disappointments and all of that stuff. But convert your disappointments into lessons. Because if you're, you know, in this workbook, there's an exercise that asks you, what did you not accomplish? What were your expectations that were not met? And then what could you have done differently? What opportunities came your way that you did not take advantage of? By doing that, you then see the gap. You then see an opportunity in the disappointment or in the thing that didn't happen. Okay? So it's important for you to document your lessons and your blessings. Very, very important. Now, as we set this our goals, I want you to use this system that I'm going to share. Um, if you have this workbook, it's on page 12, okay? It's, it's the No Nonsense Goals uh, workbook. It's the smartest goal system. I want, I want to just explain it, okay, to you because we're going to start designing 2020. One of the ways to finish strong is you get the faith currency, you view this year in, in, from a, with a spiritual calculator, okay? You set aside the weights, you declutter, you take on the faith currency, and then you start to design. Because by designing 2020, by designing the next decade, and starting now, what it does is that it puts you into a posture of expectation. It puts you into a posture to receive. It puts you into a posture to, as it were, launch into 2020 with power. And if you're going to be launching into 2020 with power, guess what? It means that you're finishing 2019 with strength and power. Okay? So, but here are some of the things that I, I need you to think about when you think about your goals. Um, you know, and this will help you not panic too much. It will help you declutter from that mindset of, oh, I've not accomplished all of this. These are some things that you need to look at. Okay? The first one is the S, okay? Which stands for specific pretty obvious, okay? Did you, as it were, define your goals? Did you write them? Did you document them? Did you, you know, are you able to identify? Because here's what I found, that sometimes we run businesses, we run our lives, and we're not able to measure because we have not been specific about it. Now, imagine if you said, oh, I want to make money this year. Well, guess what? You make 10 million naira, 20 million, 100, whatever, $50,000, whatever your currency is, and because you were not specific about what it was that your target was, you make this money, but you keep feeling like you need to keep making money. And then December comes and instead of you to start taking things easy and take time out to, as it were, design your 2020 and enjoy the blessings, you're still feeling anxious. Why? Because you had no measurements. You had no specifics, okay, around what it is that you are trying to accomplish. And not having specifics also makes you nervous. It makes you feel like you're not accomplished, okay? So make sure that your goals are specific, right? This M stands for measurable and motivational, okay? 
These are, you know, so everyone knows about measurable. Your goals have to be clearly measurable. But in addition to being measurable, they have to move you to action because they inspire you. They are meaningful to you. Okay. So if at the end of the year, you look at the goals that you set and let's say you have 10 goals that haven't been met. The question to ask yourself is, is this goal still meaningful to me? Does it motivate me? Is it going to, what would happen if I didn't do it? Would I feel bad? Why? What is my why for wanting to accomplish this goal? So that you're not just this person who, you know how people say, oh, the person is a power woman, power man. You know, they're accomplished. But accomplished to what end? Are you fulfilled? Do you have a sense of fulfillment when you accomplish that thing? So that's what it means. The M stands for measurable and motivational. Remember what I talked about measurement. Your measurement is not just your physical measurement. It's not just financial measurement. It is a spiritual measurement. Okay. Too many people are dying, suffering of depression, anxiety. You know, we're sick in our minds because of the, we've taken on the weight of the world and we've taken on the measurement of the world and we've taken on the assessment of the world. So we've lost our joy levels. We've lost so much. Meanwhile, if you would just adopt the right perspective, you will find that you're actually on track. You're actually doing well. The next one is A, these goals, are they actionable? Are they achievable? Can you see clearly the steps that you need to take? So the end of the year is coming. You want to finish strong. The goals that you have, are they, have you specified them? Are they meaningful to you for you to put in the last few weeks of this year and this decade chasing after them? There's so many goals that I'm going to dump from my book because I look at them and I realize that, you know what? It'll be great to have, but they do not fall into what I call my critical priorities. Okay. I want to move very quickly so we can wrap this up, okay? The next letter is R, okay? We're using the smartest goal system. We've gone, we've transcended the level of smart. We're now in the smartest. So the R, this is very important. Realistically risky. Whatever it is that you're doing, remember when I talked about the sense of expectation, go mega, anything can happen, have this sense of wonder. Your goals should stretch you to the point of making you a better person, but they have to be believable enough for you and the people working with you to accomplish them. So if now you say, oh, I'm going to make one billion between now and the end of the year, that's not wonder, that's stupidity. That's not a sense of wonder, okay? So it should stretch you out of your comfort zone, but it should not be, there's a difference between a no-nonsense goal and a nonsensical goal, okay? There's a big difference. There are three key zones. There's a safe zone. There's the settled zone. Okay. The safe or the settled zone where basically you're not making it like la la la. Anything that happens like okay, Sarah, Sarah, whatever will be, will be. Okay. If that's where you are good for you, you're certainly not on this broadcast. Okay. That's your comfort zone. It's a boring life. Okay. If you stay long enough in that zone, you, you don't need to do anything. Like my friend, once again, EJ, Lady J, who's here with me, says, you know, that poverty is self-perpetuating. You don't need to do anything about it. It just, it just continues to go. It just goes on a journey with you. It stays with you. That's your safe zone. It's like poverty. You have to do nothing to be poor. You, if you're poor, you stay poor. Do, with no effort made, you just continue to be poor. Right? But if you want the growth zone, 
which is the no-nonsense zone. This is your zone of discomfort, but it's also your zone of growth. This is the place where you start identifying the things that are important to you, that you want to carry into 2020, the things that you want to start working on, the things you want to start completing this year because they're important for you to not just finish this year strong, but go into a new decade feeling empowered and powerful. Then, of course, you have the nonsensical zone, the goals that leave you discouraged, disillusioned, and dissatisfied. Well, yeah, I want to buy a house in the next 20 days. I want to go from 10 naira to 1 billion or 100 trillion or whatever it is, right? Because they said have faith, okay? But faith that you yourself, you can't even believe is nonsensical, okay? So it's important for you to pay attention. Make sure that the R in your goal that you, you use, they're realistically risky, okay? But they're not nonsensical. They're no-nonsense goals. You have to start setting them now. T for time restricted. You have to have clarity. You have to have some time. But in terms of time restricted, you need to understand from the perspective of there's some things that are time bound in our physical timing, but there's some things that have the timeline of eternity. So don't take something that you should calculate with eternity and use 30 days to calculate it. Okay, this is a different dimension of goal of how to view your goals. If not, you end up frustrated and discouraged, disillusioned and depressed. The next one is E for exciting. Okay, now we've done smart. We're going into smartest. E stands for exciting. Okay, so your goals have to be exciting. They have to create a sense of expectation of the outcome and the celebration to follow. The goals that don't fill you with a sense of expectation, they rarely get achieved. Right, So make sure your goals fill you with a sense of excitement. You're looking forward to celebrating this goal, you know, and it's also important for you to set celebration goals so that when you accomplish them, like when you look back and say, wow, I've come a mighty long way, pump, you know, you give your team a high five, you give yourself a personal, you know, pat on the back, you give yourself a personal high five and say, yes, this is time to enjoy. I've worked hard. I've accomplished this thing or I'm going to accomplish this. And when I get to this, this is what I'm going to do. So, for example, what I'm doing right now, you know, um, how I'm spending my time or how, for example, I celebrated my birthday a few weeks ago. You know, it, there were certain goals that I had set and my birthday celebration and the whole journey to my jubilee was something that had already been set into my enjoyment goals. Okay, and my celebration goals as a way to celebrate certain things that I had set. Okay, I hope this is making sense. Let's round this up. The S in SMARTEST as a system for setting goals is that your goals have to be strategic and relevant to your overall big life vision. Okay, it must directly feed your larger vision. This is going to take a long time to explain, so I'm not going to spend too much time on that. The T is that it has to be true to your values and meaningful to your overall sense of well-being. This is important. Most of us like to set goals because we want to be supermen, superwomen. We want to be these people. We're walking on water. We made so much money. We built our businesses. But hey, listen to me, woman of worth. What about your well-being? Remember, I've been talking a lot about enjoyment, about radiance, which is why I encourage you to go and get a free download of the Radiant Devotional because it's about showing you that your life is worth celebrating. It's about showing you that you should enjoy the life even while you're working, even while you're pursuing these goals. You should be enjoying the process. You should not be deferring your sense of well-being. So when you're setting goals, when you're building your business, when you're building your career, your profession, whatever it is you're doing, always ask yourself, how is this feeding me? 
my well-being, my sense of self? Do you feel depleted after you've accomplished these goals? Or do you feel empowered? Do you feel fulfilled? Do you have a sense of purpose? Do you feel a sense of power? It's very important that you pay attention to those cues. Because there's no sense climbing a mountain and getting to the end of that mountain and realizing, oh my goodness, I was on the wrong mountain all along. I was on the mountain that has led my body to disease. I was on the mountain that has led me to lose my family. I was on the mountain that, yes, I have all these things, but, you know, I don't have a sense of self. I don't have a sense of well-being. I don't have a sense of, you know, enjoyment. I don't have a sense of radiance. It's important. So I'm your go mega queen. Yes, you know. I do this, go mega, um, uh, masterclasses. It's one of my best, my most powerful. I wish I had more time to do it more often. You know, I would teach you how to go mega, how to take your career, your profession, your business and all that. But guess what? At the end of the day, if you don't do it from a place of 360 degree wholeness, completeness, well-being, wellness, girl, you've climbed the wrong mountain. So listen, I wrap this up by saying, do not let life or your current grind box you into a place where you are in a rat race to the end of the year. You want to come to the end of this year with a sense of power, with a sense of purpose, and with a sense of possibilities. Three key steps that I want you to remember if you remember nothing else. One, write your blessing list. Two, write your lessons learned this year list. Okay? Three, write your incomplete lists. Remember what I told you to declutter, dump, drop, delete, defer, right? There are some things you need to shut down in 2019 and move them to 2020. It will be okay. Nothing will happen. Like today, there were some calls we needed to make to basically defer some things. Why? Because we looked at it in, in, in terms of, is it realistic? Is it actionable? Do we have the time, the resources? In the scheme of things, you need to make certain decisions. You have to be decisive in this month of December. So create your incomplete list. And when you go through them, decide which of this list, based on your goals that you set this year, are the ones that are worthy of your time. Which ones will motivate you? Which ones are meaningful? Which ones contribute to your overall big picture vision, not just about accomplishing goals. Okay. Finally, I need you to acknowledge your progress. Give yourself a pat on the back. I told you about the personal high five. Just stand, open your legs and just jump in the air and just say high five, girl. Look at yourself in the mirror. Go like this. Give yourself a pat on the back. Okay. You will never finish strong until you learn to start acknowledging how far you've come. If you do not say well done to yourself, you are an abuser. You are abusing yourself. And most of us treat other people better than we treat ourselves. Doesn't matter where you are. You are not where you used to be. You're not where you were last year. You're not where you were last month. You are not where, you're not where you were six months ago. Guys, you are not where you were in 2009. You are in a new place. You have made progress. Acknowledge it. Be grateful for it. Do a gratitude dance, okay? As a matter of fact, you know, it's so funny. I'm going to post a video of um, myself, the ladies who came to clean my room. Let's wrap this up with a, with a victory dance. <laughs> you know, they came to clean my room and I was playing some song 
and they were, you know, dancing with me. They were actually teaching me how to dance. You know, it was so cool. Let me see. Uh, okay. Okay, guys, we're wrapping this up. No, there's another song. Mm -hmm. No, I'm going to change. Yes, this is the one. Woo! Okay, guys, wherever you are, let's do the victory dance. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Lady J, come on, join. Let's do this dance. Dance. Yes. <laughs> from your Woo. <laughs> Give yourself a pat on the back, a personal high five like that. Woo! Well done, girl. Ujo, you've done well. A lot has happened this year, but you've come a mighty long way. God has been good to you. Then give yourself. Okay, guys, I hope you get the point. This is my friend, Pastor Joyce, right here in Johannesburg. <laughs> Celebrate yourself. Celebrate in advance. Okay, guys, we're done. Time out. Yo, yo, yo. Okay. <laughs> that was fun. So that's my exercise for the day, but it's also a good way to celebrate. Are you guys laughing at me? <laughs> I'm crazy, right? Listen. Oh, thank you. Someone says the Radiance Devotional is fantastic. I absolutely love it. Thank you so much. You're welcome. You should order the physical copies also. It's nice to have it beside your bed, in your bathroom, all of that stuff, okay? All right, awesome, awesome. Love you guys. God bless you. See you soon. I dare you to finish strong. I dare you to succeed at the end of this year. I dare you to see the hand of God. I dare you to have a sense of wonder. I dare you to expect the impossible as we go into the new year. I dare you to embrace a new era, a new season in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. I'm speaking new heights to you, greater heights, a new era, a new season has come. Your mind is changing and you're taking full possession of every dream and desire that God has placed inside of you. You will finish strong. I declare it so it cannot be otherwise. See you. God bless you. Bye.